Welcome to a Whiskey Congress special edition. Steve and I are going to talk some NFL football on the in the days before the season opens with my Buffalo Bills traveling to the Los Angeles Rams to take on the defending champs um, Thursday night. I'm actually changing my work schedule to get home to go to the Bills backer bar for that game. Hmm. So I'm excited. I'm very nervous. Um, I I don't like. This is the first time since the early 90s where the Bills are the hunter hunted not the hunters you know everyone's not they're getting a lot of love for you know representing the AFC in the Super Bowl a lot of I think Vegas has them as the odds favorite they did I'm guessing that hasn't changed they're coming out of camp really healthy um, Josh Allen has taken a big jump every year he's been in the league lots of reasons to be excited we added Von Miller which added the thing we were sorely lacking which was a guy who could finish a drive from an opposing team. I mean, I love Jerry Hughes. He was great when he was with the Bills. Uh, he's a phenomenal player, but he ain't no Von Miller. Hmm. So I'm I'm very excited, but I'm very I'm very nervous about Game One because the Rams are the defending champs for a reason. I think there's a risk of teams coming out not being particularly sharp. I mean, Josh Allen threw three passes in the preseason. That doesn't mean what it used to because the preseason used to be like how teams work things in, and now. It's essentially a 12-month job, and it's, it's not the same thing. But uh, I'm nervous, um, but that's how I always am. And uh, I also, my expectations are super high because I do think this is the best roster the Bills have had, um, certainly since the, the 90s teams with six Hall of Famers and uh, maybe better than some of them. Um, right. So I think, um, you know, as a Steeler fan, I, we've, often been the hunted um and you know we're in a different role right now but as it relates to the bills i think you know like looking at some of the additions that the team made um i think you did have some addition by subtraction i think you did have like just some pure addition the one thing that kind of sucks for for you and that I, you know is unfortunate is that trey white won't probably be ready until week you know like six i think well I they said they said he can't he's not eligible until after week four Right. So they put him on the physical interview. Yeah, form. so I'm saying like you probably yeah. won't see him until week six. Right. Um, although there's a, I guess there's a world where he could come back, you know, week five. But either way, like so, so that hurts. Um, and you know, you lose Levi Wallace, who ends up on the Steelers. Um, who, I don't think anyone is saying that he was, you know, Deion Sanders or Wad Woodson. But Le- Levi Wallace is a really serviceable cornerback. So you, you know, you basically are, you've lost your two starting corners. And, you know, both of them for at least the first four games of the season, you know, like you did, I think you drafted a young guy. and Yeah, Kyrie Lam out of Florida, first rounder. Yep. And he struggled in preseason. Yeah, I mean, but look, it's preseason. There's a, there's sure. a lot of reason why people struggle in preseason. And then all of a sudden, once the game, the, the, the real games start, like they play better. Because, you know, like the other thing about preseason is that you're not game planning. Right. You know, you're working on different things. So if – you know, like you're not looking at other teams' tendencies. You're not, you know, right. game planning for a player style. It's more like we want you to work on this, and the other team doesn't really care what you're working on because they're working on something else. So preseason tends yeah. to look pretty sloppy and isn't an indicator of much of anything, right? I mean, the Detroit especially Lions, now, right? The year the Detroit, the Detroit Lions went completely defeated. They went four and zero in the preseason, right? Right. So and the Bills in the '90s would often go zero and four in the preseason because ex- they didn't care. Right, and and although I think you, it's different now. Again, for the reasons that you said, because of the way 
you know, the game is like a, a year-round job now um, and just the, the, the access that players have to information and everything else. But all that to say is that I think that, I mean, the Bills should have high expectations, the fans, the team. Um, you have so many of the pieces in place from a wide receiver standpoint. Um, you know, you really saw, uh, um, you know, Davis break out for you last year, especially right. late in key moments. Um, and so that allows you to, you know, let a guy like Emmanuel Sanders go because, like, you're going to get a younger guy with more production. Um, you know, the real question for the Bills is, you know, with Ken Dorsey, do you try to run the ball more? Are you better and more effective at running the ball if you do? And what does that really do for your passing game? Um, and does that sort of solve for some of the, you know, close late games that you had, especially, you know, thinking about a Kansas City and things like that where you you need to really be able to, you know, wind the clock down and just literally, like, run a game out and not necessarily keep having Josh Josh Allen continue to sling the ball. Um, and look, he's... Or not having Josh Allen run 12 right, times a game. Or have him, you know, run and, and continue to put... I mean, he's a big guy and he's got a big body. But, uh, you know, I my concern is you saw how Cam Newton's body broke down, right? Similar right. frame, similar structure. And eventually, you know, they had power runs designed for Cam all the time. And I think it shortened his career. And so with the Josh Allen, who's got a better arm talent than Cam, you know, I don't think structurally he's that much better than Cam. And so you just want to be aware of that. So if you could put yeah. that on your running backs – and get more out of them overall, I just think it, it makes them better, and I think the expectations on the Bills should be high. Um, you can't not like being hunted. You need to, no, I mean, you know, you need to embrace it. Like, look, we're we're the team to beat in our division, um, and we we want a piece of, of the conference and ultimately the Super Bowl, and I think you, as a fan, you even need to embrace it. Oh, yeah, look, I, I'm, well, I'm always the, you know. Anxious. Underdog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anxious. yeah. And the one time last year when I said, even I'm not going to let my anxiety get to me, was the Jacksonville game. I said, this is one game that we can't possibly lose. And we lost 9-6. Uh, but uh, but um, the one guy that I'm really going to be eager to watch this year is James Cook, the running back we drafted in the second round out of Georgia. Because he's the element we don't have. He's the breakaway guy. And he's also a really good receiver out of the backfield. Played for a pretty solid team in college last year. And some of those guys don't have great numbers because the ball there's only one ball, and their mm-hmm. defense dominated so much that they were often dealing with short fields. And, and right. uh, so he, he's kind of my guy to watch on the Bills. Um, and obviously, I'd like to see what Greg Rousseau, our pass rusher, does in his second year because with Von Miller on the other side, with Ed Oliver um, apparently looking just as rough as hell in camp, I'm, I, I'm excited to see the defense. We, everyone talks about how we were the number one defense in the league last year, which statistically we were. But we were not. Yeah, I mean, and that that ranking. I mean, I've been it's there with the Steelers. Uh, yeah, I've been there with the Steelers before. Where they were, you know, the top five defense. Just like, yeah, but they continue to give up these really dumb plays that everyone has and, figured out. And so, like, it, and yeah, Eagles I mean, played the Jets twice. Adult, uh, the Texans with a very sus- suspect quarterback. A game when it was so windy you couldn't throw the ball. Like, yeah, we held the, Patri- the Patriots to twelve passing yards. Right. But we lost. <laughs> right. And also the Patriots intentionally ran for only, right, yeah, they they only four threw, times. <laughs> right. They only threw four or five passes and all they did was run and they ran right down your throat. Um, yeah, so I mean I th- I think there's a lot for the Bills, like I said, Bills fans to, to continue to be excited about. Um, you know, you're definitely in a role where 
you know, no, you didn't get to the Super Bowl last year, but teams are going to be gunning for you, um, knowing that the road probably will have to go through you at some point to get to the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, so, the, I mean, that's just the reality of the position. Um, you know, so we'll we'll get to our predictions a little bit later. Um, we can you know, jump to the Steelers. Yeah, no, we're going to. I don't need your fucking permission. Um, yeah, so, the, I mean, the Steelers, where we are with them, I mean, I, I think – a lot of teams are expecting them, like, well, Ben Roethlisberger retired, and, you know, like, the team was, like, you, we were a playoff team last year, but we barely got in, and, I mean, the team was coming off of, you know, we put, we had multiple linemen that retired, you know, I mean, we had two Hall of Famers in DeCastro and Pouncey that retired the year before, uh, also Villanueva goes, um, so, you know, we, we had a draft, we, we you know, we took, uh, Green uh, out of Illinois, uh, it played him at center, which wasn't his natural position last year. He just got abused. He also looks really bad at guard, so that just might not have been a good pick. Um, so the real question around the Steelers is their offense and defensive line. Did we upgrade those? I think the answer on the defensive line is absolutely. We drafted a kid, Leal, out of Texas A&M, who is really showing to, to, to have – um, skills off the ball with multiple moves, ability against the run in the pass. Um, we brought in Larry Ogunjobi, who was originally drafted by the Browns and then played with the Bengals last year and was having a great breakout year until he got a Liz Frank injury in his foot. Um, but he seems to be healthy, and we've got him for a year or two under contract. So I think adding those two guys, getting Tyson Alu-Alu back, um, having Cam Hayward, who's just a perennial all-pro um, I think the defensive line is going to be better. We're going to be better against the run. I think that we will have even more of a pass rush with bringing in Miles Jack. Um, hopefully, Devin Bush is better a, a, another year removed from his injury. Um, you know, we've got Alex Highsmith, who I'm expecting to have a more of a breakout year. And then last but definitely not least is you've got T.J. Watt, who right. I've, I've called literally he is a cheat code on defense. Um he just, like, I think he is better than his brother, J.J. Watt, was at J.J. Watt Prime, right? You know, before all the injuries. And J.J. Watt in his was prime a, was, a, was a monster. monster. I think he was Defensive Player of the Year. He was. Uh, maybe twice. Twice, he was. And so, you know, T.J. Watt won, t- won Defensive Player of the Year, and J.J. Watt said, call me when you, when you do it twice. And T.J. said, okay, watch this. And it's just friendly banter between sure, brothers, yeah. but like friendly banter between those two Watt brothers is a little bit different than other families. Uh, and so, you know, TJ Watt had 22 and a half sacks last year. Oh, wow. Right. Like I didn't he, know that was a. I mean, yeah, he led the league, he broke the record, and it wasn't like a Michael Strahan break the record. Like, you know, he went out and got 22 and a half sacks, and mind you, he didn't play in three games last year. So, I mean, T.J. Watt is no joke coming off that edge. Um, and he is just a, like, and he's not just pass, you know, he's not yeah, just going no, for the sack. I mean, yep. he's, he's formidable against the run. He's really smart in the passing game. When he does drop back to pass, he, he gets a lot of balls batted down um, and probably should have more interceptions than he actually does. Um, he was the bright spot on the Steelers' defense last year in that playoff game against Kansas City. He actually scored the, the, the Steelers' only touchdown in the first half. So, I mean, like, I think from a defensive perspective, the Steelers are going to be better than they were last year, uh, which I think in and of itself is worth at least a game or two. On the offensive side of the ball, you've got Deontay Johnson coming back. You've got Claypool coming back. 
Um, you, you know, they've added George Pickens, who's a receiver out of Georgia, who was really good last year but was coming off an injury himself and has already shown signs that the Steelers did it again when it comes to wide receivers. Not to mention um, we've got Pat Fryermuth, who was already there, and Najee Harris, who was already there, yeah. um, who were very good players for the team last year. So then, again, you go back to the line and the offensive line on this, on this time around. We brought in Mason Cole from the Vikings. We brought in James Daniels from the Bears. Um, Cole has been solid. Daniels has been kind of shaky. Um, so we'll see what this offensive line looks like. If this offensive line can come together um, and have Najee Harris top 10 in rushing in the NFL, then I think you've got a Steeler team that's, that's formidable in the playoffs. Between the defense and, and, and then the, the big thing that I also haven't even gotten to yet is the quarterback situation. I was going to say. And, and honestly, I think, you know, people are like, well, Ben retired. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, we haven't had peak Ben Roethlisberger in four years. But, yes, you lose number seven and whatever magic he had left that, like, Ben Roethlisberger himself may have cost you a game last year, but he was probably worth two wins that you, that you wouldn't have normally got. But bringing in Mitch Trubisky is a guy who's, been, who's taken a team to the playoffs, um, whose numbers aren't that bad. I mean, he's looked bad at times in specific plays and games, but every quarterback sure. has. Um, I don't particularly think that Matt Nagy is a good football coach at any level. I wouldn't hire him to coach a high school team. Um, and I think that Mitch Trubisky and also even Justin Fields last year was were hindered by Nagy, right? So I think that you have Mitch Trubisky who then played under Josh Allen and uh, uh, Dable in, in Buffalo for a year. He got a chance to sit back, relax, and just sort of be around football in a winning environment. Now comes to the Steelers with Tomlin with not great expectations on him. Right. Um, and if they can support him by running the ball, he's got weapons that he will be able to dump the ball off to. He also can do something that we haven't seen in Pittsburgh in almost five years, and he can actually run with the ball. Right? Yeah, like exactly, so, yeah. So where, where Ben Roethlisberger, he wasn't running anywhere, and you didn't have to account for it in any way, shape, and form. Mitch Trubisky, where, where Ben would have to force the ball – to someone who maybe couldn't get the first down or force it into a bad play or, or force it into a guy who was covered, Mitch Trubisky can just tuck it and run and get you five, six, ten yards or whatever you need, um, which in and of itself is a whole new aspect of this offense that we haven't had for a while. Um, so I think that the Steelers end up being a better team than people think, admit, want to admit, or what have you. Um, and Tomlin is probably going to be able to retain the ability to say that he hasn't had a losing season. And you've also got the kid you drafted in the first round, uh, the kid out of Pitt, whose name I'm drawing a blank on, the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Kenny Pickett. And, and I, there we go. With Kenny Pickett, um, I think that he, he is further along than I thought that he would be. Um, but I think that you don't have a need to put him out there, and there's no reason to put him out there when you've got a shaky offensive line if you're not sure if they're going to sure. be able to protect him or not. So you let Mitch Trubisky take a, the brunt of that and deal with the running and everything else, even though Pickett is athletic. Um, you give Pickett a year to adjust to the NFL game, similar to what Mahomes did with Alex Jones or sure. Alex Smith. Um, <laughs> Alex uh, Jones. Yeah, but Steve very don't stop. But I think I think it's a very similar situation. Now I'm not saying Kenny Pickett is going to be Patrick Mahomes. No, I but what I'm saying is just that time to adjust to the league and then move into that role, right? I, I think could be really good for him. All right. So as someone who is, considers the Steelers a rival, and as someone who 
doesn't like the Steelers because of my college experience with Steelers fans getting on my face all the time, I'm upset because I think they're in a great spot. I think Trubisky is a really good quarterback. I mean, he his biggest flaw coming out of college was lack of experience. He was a one-year starter. He's now had a couple... That's years. not true. Mitch Trubisky in North Carolina? Oh, Mitch Trubisky. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Kenny Pickett. No. Kenny Pickett. Sorry. Sorry. No, that was yeah. a knock on Trubisky was inexperience. Now he's got a couple years as an NFL starter. He's got a year where he got to see a new system. Like you said, you know, refuel his battery. He was screwed in Chicago from the jump. They just gave yep. up so much to get him. If he didn't win a Super Bowl that year, yep. he was going to get screwed or get, get booed and get you know told you know he was a bust. And I think that's going to be a great stopgap for you. And I think, uh, like you said, you get to bring a kid into the league. So what bothers me as a Bills fan that went from Jim Kelly to 25 other guys before we finally got to Josh Allen, and there was a savior on the team every year who wasn't, um, I think you got a really solid chance of bouncing straight back into, you know, a franchise quarterback for the next ten years. Yep. And it's I, I bet you about the fucking uh, the Colts did it with Peyton tr- transitioning to Andrew Luck, and the Packers, Packers did, it. did it with with those guys. And good for you. It means your mm-hmm. t- your management did a whole lot better job than my teams did. Um, and thank God we finally have the guy. But uh, I think you guys are in great shape there. Um, Levi Wallace was funny because Levi Wallace was a guy that the Bills fans bitched about every year. Got to replace Levi Wallace. That guy can't do this. That guy got a second he was gone. Damn, we should have kept Levi Wallace. <laughs> like fucking people. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like going back and looking, like statistically and watching, like some of the film and the breakdown on him. Guy was just a solid corner. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, he wasn't super flashy. He didn't get a ton of interceptions, but he also got a lot of pass breakups, and he co- his guys were covered, which. You he know, also picked on a lot because Trey White was on the other right, side. Exactly. I mean, he got a lot of balls thrown his way, and his comp- and the completion percentage against him was actually really low, meaning that a lot there weren't yeah. a ton of passes completed against him, and he didn't get hit with a ton of pass interference and right. stuff like that. Like, I mean, he was a really like he's a really solid corner, and it's just funny. Like, I know exactly what you mean. The whole mentality of get rid of that guy, get rid of that guy, and it's just like once he's gone, it's like. Oh shit! Maybe it was better than we thought. We maybe we should have kept that guy. Right? You know, I mean, it's just it's, which, it's so which brings funny. us to a quick Baker Mayfield talk, if yeah. we can, because that's I'm suspicious. In fact, suspecting that Baker Mayfield is going to have a pretty solid year in Carolina, depending on McCaffrey staying healthy and whatever else. We talked about this a bit before when we were having breakfast. That um, if he if he breaks out, if he goes, if he gets Carolina into you know, the playoffs. Well, I don't want to over like so. Look, I think. If you're going to have that conversation about him breaking out, you have to explain why he's going to break out. And why he's going to break out is if McCaffrey is healthy, again, McCaffrey, when healthy, is, again, I'll use the term cheat code because he can run the ball between the tackles. He can run the ball outside of the tackles. He can, he's a, just a Line ridiculous, <laughs> unfair matchup in the passing game because linebackers can't cover him. And, frankly, safeties can't cover him either. He's got really good hands. He runs really good routes. Um, and he's he's shifty and he's fast and he's a very effective offensive weapon, and so giving Baker Mayfield that, along with the receivers that they have in Carolina, which are between Moore and Robbie Anderson, are actually pretty good. Um, not to mention he's got some familiarity there with uh, there's a guy from the Browns, uh, Hollywood Higgins. Uh, Rashad Higgins is also there, um, so they just and and Higgins is a guy who is not impressive in any way, shape, or form. But when he was given an opportunity to play in games with the Browns, he was he was he had an, he was effective, especially with Baker. So you give Baker some familiarity. You give you give him two receivers that are very good, 
and you give him a running back that is that is all pro caliber. And again, this is barring that McCaffrey is healthy, and that you can protect him and keep him. You can keep Baker clean. Then there's no reason why the kid like he showed you that if you can when you do those things, he's good, right? And so that 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 in and of itself means that chances are this kid's probably going to have a decent season, like you said. And he was also hurt all last year. Right. And we talked, he was mishandled by the team. Right. You know, I've heard people here say he should have known to sit down and get healthy. Not an not, option. Not his choice. Right. No, and no legitimate ball player is ever going to say, sit me down. Right. And, um, yeah, but, I, I mean, mean, and there was a lot of talk, you know, that if like being from here and being very tied into the, the sports community here, I mean, the situation was, look, Baker, if you want us to extend you and sign you to a contract, you need to give us a reason. You being injured doesn't give us a reason yeah. to extend you. Uh, and so you need to play and show us that you are worthy of being the guy. Now, part of the issue is that Stefanski and Barry didn't draft Baker, right? And right. so they had no issue of putting him out there and saying, yeah, you're injured, but if you really want to win, you'll just figure out how to pull a Michael Jordan you know, flu game every week, right? And if not, then we'll let you go and we'll replace you with somebody else, which ultimately... Baker wasn't able to perform, and he got replaced. And I think that Baker's got – I think, look, the team had every right to do what they did, right? They're just right. like, look, we didn't right draft to. you. Yep. We didn't draft you. We don't necessarily like you, right? We don't like your little attitude. And so you need to give us a reason to keep you, even if the conditions are completely unfavorable and in some cases unfair to you. We don't care because we feel you're replaceable, uh, and we've got a plan to, to replace you. And so – Baker couldn't do what they wanted. They got rid of him. They bring in Deshaun Watson. That has not gone exactly as planned. They had a plan. Right. Not a good plan. But, I mean, and and, and who knows? I mean, maybe they did know what they were getting into at Watson. I mean, it's hard to argue. They only paid him a million dollars this year. I think that they were willing to weather the storm that is this first year. Um, They're through that right now. They know they get him back in in week 13 or 14 or whenever. They, they went out and they got Jacoby Brissett. I don't have a lot of faith in Jacoby Brissett. I like him as a person, but he's not a great quarterback. His record is below 500, and, and the stats aren't good. Um, you know, they're not terrible, um, but he, he's a guy that he's probably not going to – they're not going to be 500 when Deshaun Watson comes back. Um, they're going to be below 500, I, I predict. Um, and so I, I think – It'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. You know, is Baker star on the rise? Do the Browns see a dip? And then where do the fans fall when it's all said and done at the end of the season? If, if Baker, has, you know, takes the, the Panthers to the playoffs as a wild card um, and the Browns completely miss, uh, it would be, it'll be really yeah. interesting oh, to see how. This town will melt down. Right, but how I mean, will it melt ta- down? Ta- I, I think yeah. there's a mix, right? I think yeah. there's all sorts. Of, I think it's going to be. A whole lot of pissed off, but a lot of finger pointing going all sorts of directions, I, and it's going to be an absolute shitstorm. In a large way, I'm actually really feel bad for Browns fans because they finally thought they had their guy. Comes in as a rookie, has a great rookie second half of the season. Everyone believes, of course, they're also being idiots because they started doing the Super Bowl shit. Like you had one good year, and then you have a rookie coach, and 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 it was predictable to me that they weren't going to be as good as fans were hoping but that team has since imploded despite having a lot of talent some talented running backs miles garrett is one of the best if the not if not the best defensive end in uh in football i'll take the guy on the black and gold well is he i consider him a linebacker though 
He's a rush end. Like okay. he's he's considered he tra- a rush okay. edge. And I, I know okay. yeah, I, I I fully agree with you except that you know there's a lot of there's a lot of different like official rankings yeah. that put them in the same category. Um, and then I have to deal with Browns fans telling me, "Oh, I'll take Miles Garrett over TJ Watt." I'm like, "Well, then you don't know shit about football." <laughs> <laughs> but they're both really fucking good. Yeah, and I mean, so, they're yeah. both really good. I, if I could take if I could have them both, that would be perfect, but if I have to only take one, I'm taking TJ Watt over Miles Garrett, but that is strictly because I've seen TJ Watt literally win games, right? Like literally like it's fourth quarter, 2 minutes left, you need a play on the defense, and T.J. Watt does that. Yeah. Gets a fumble, sack, interception, whatever, where Miles Garrett has disappeared in those moments more often than not. And so that's that's literally, to me, the defining factor between the two. But anyway, back to the Browns. Well, that's pretty much all i got to say about it. Is I, see, I, I see this imploding brutally for them. I don't and know if it'll be brutal. I, think I mean, I think, listen, fan if, they, if they finish how I think they will, I think, you know, people will be pissed, yeah. and it'll be, I mean, but it'll they, NFL, ESPN will soak it up and use it to their advantage, but I, I, I don't know. Now, listen, they go anything. If they lose, if they come up with six or fewer wins, well, the, to me, that's an implosion. Yeah. Right? I, I don't necessarily see that um, just because you do get Deshaun Watson back at some point this year, right. even if it's only for a few games. And Jacoby Brissett's record tells you – that he can, he's about a five. He's a little less than a five hundred quarterback. So even if you're a little under five hundred, when Deshaun Watson comes back, Deshaun Watson is could probably push you worth, the top. right. Could push you at least, you know, two. Assuming f- he's comes back in well, top right. form, because he's going to be sitting around for a while. For you know, nearly two years. So yeah. you know, I mean, there's there's plenty of questions there about the Browns. So I don't think it would be a surprise. To anyone, really, other than maybe maybe Browns fans, to see the Browns finish at the bottom of that division. I expect that, but we'll, we'll get to predictions in a bit. You wanted to do the teams to watch. Right, Like so just, like, you know, I, I got a few teams that I think are worth looking out for, and then I also want to kind of differentiate some other teams, because there's going to be people who are fans of some of these other teams, and it's just like, look, I, I think people are already looking out for them, right? Like, so... Right. You know, teams that aren't on my list, like, you know, Philadelphia is not on my list, like the Eagles. But the reason why Philadelphia was a playoff team last year, I think there's a lot of expectations of Jalen Hurts or at least questions about him. Can he take that next step? They brought in A.J. Brown, um, so their receiving core gets better. You know, they were able to retain some people on defense. They brought in some new people on defense. So I think there's a lot of people that are already looking out for Philly even though I think for some people, you, you know, like Philly is a team to watch out for. Same thing with both the Chargers and the Raiders. Like, they they both play in the same division. Um, there's a lot of expectations on on the Raiders getting Devontae Adams, and I think that Justin Herbert really kind of had a, a breakout year last year, even though the team didn't when get into the playoffs. Right. Um, they missed but, the last possible minute. Right, in, in a most fucked up way. Because, but because their coach fucked up, that's why the Steelers end up making it into the playoffs. Uh, but, I mean, I don't think that the Chargers are going to catch anybody by surprise. So, you know, my my teams to watch are the Vikings, the Dolphins, and the Saints. Okay. Um, you know, the Vikings get a whole new coaching staff. Um, nobody likes Kirk Cousins, but yet he continues to put up these insane numbers, and yet nobody likes Kirk Cousins. Um, you look at their receiving core. You look at Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, uh, you, you get someone in there uh, new and you get a new defensive coordinator in there. You see if that defense can play better. So I think the Vikings are a team to watch. 
And the Green Bay Packers are, you know, will they be down? You know, they lost Devontae Adams. Um, they're paying Aaron Rodgers a lot of money. You've got a lot of receivers that are unknown. Is their defense any better? I think it may, there's an argument that their defense got worse. Um, so can Green Bay really maintain, like, the, the throne in the, in the NFC North? I, um, I don't know. And I, that's why I think that the Vikings could be, you know, sort of primed to, to take over that division. Um, okay. Well, my three teams to watch are the, um, the Patriots, the Colts, and the 49ers. The, four, the Patriots because they're in such a weird state of flux. And this is, they don't seem to know who's going to be calling their plays, whether it's Belichick or their offensive coordinator. Mac Jones last year was a serviceable quarterback. I didn't ever see him and go, ooh, I'm afraid of Mac Jones. But he started a bunch of games last year and looked pretty good at times. And, and you know. And he beat you throwing only four passes. He, his team beat mine with him only throwing four passes, yes. Um, I'm not giving him credit. For but I think that that's a team that, you know, people are going to start to say, you know, what was Belichick without Brady? Fair or not, that point, uh, that's coming um, out. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if we're there yet. I mean, I think another I think... bad year from New England. People, I, I, I'm not even saying it's accurate or fair. I'm saying that's going to become the talk. And True. that's why I'm curious about them. Also, I think they're the biggest threat to the Bills in the AFC East. Uh, see, I, actually, I don't you think Dolphins. No, I, yeah, I don't think the Patriots are really that much of a threat because, again, I don't know. I'm not really enamored of Mac Jones. I'm also not enamored with any of their receivers, or but they have decent running backs. I don't know how good their offensive line is, and I think that defense is actually not going to be that good. So, um, I, but that makes sense. And so, to me, they're not even a team to watch. I think they'll be formidable because of Belichick being a good coach, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But I'm watching him for selfish reasons. Obviously. Right. So I mean, that's, it, but it, that's lingering from the Tom Brady era. Sure. I think when you look at them as an actual yeah. team, like, I don't think that they're a threat. They're going to be oh, like... I, what is a team to watch? It's, it's a curiosity, not a... Not right. A to, I mean, for me, team to watch are teams that can threaten to make the okay. playoffs. Right? Okay. And I, and I think that the Patriots will threaten to make the playoffs because Belichick is their coach and he's good, but I don't know if they have the pieces, parts to be really taken seriously. Um, but, I mean, Belichick could prove me wrong and they could win 12 games. I don't know. Yeah, he but didn't, he didn't I, win 11 I, games of the season with Matt Castle once. Yeah, so, so I mean, I, I just I, I don't think the pieces are there. And I think that the, the dysfunction with their play calling, you know, Matt Patricia is in the mix there. We, we've seen sort of Matt Patricia has been exposed as, as, you know, the guy that he is. So I'm not sure that they're better because of it. We'll, we'll see. Um you know, I think the the Dolphins in that division are really your biggest threat. You've got Tyreek Hill, you've got Waddle. Um, you know, and Tua's you, a question mark. Right, Tua's talented. a question mark, but they've they've added some uh, you know members of the offensive line. They retained Jaseki. Um, you, you've you you know, Jaseki, the tight end, is very underrated. Right, that guy is really good. Right, I mean, you, you they also I mean like they at running back again they they shored up their defense a little bit. So I think Miami is a legit threat. Um, and probably also a team that I said is also on my list, um, you know, followed by the Saints, which are interesting just because when you look at what the Saints did, um, you know, you've got Michael Thomas coming back. Hopefully he's healthy, um, Ohio State alum. But you also have Chris Olave, another Ohio State alum, who I saw this preseason, and he looks bigger and stronger already than he did at Ohio State. And his route running is just so absurd. Like he chopped and he's got up, great hands. And right. I mean, he was going up against the number one defense or against starters, and his route running, like I mean, he literally left corners just in the dust. 
So, I mean, just with what he was doing off the line and, and, and throughout the route. So, I mean, you know, and Jameis Winston is, is a guy who's crazy because he can throw so many touchdowns but also can throw so many interceptions. And so if you can cut down on the interceptions and even if you lose a few touchdowns, um, he can be a really good quarterback. They've still got Marvin Kamara or Alvin Kamara, and right. they still have, uh, you know, the question is, again, can you protect Jameis? Offensive line, which is – and their defense was really good last year, carried them. It's just that their offense was so bad once Jameis Winston got hurt. Um, so the Saints are really, really sort of intriguing to me as a team that I think in a weak NFC can, can make a lot of noise. Yeah, well, that's another thing. The NFC – Compared to the AFC is so fucking stacked. stacked. Yeah, from and, a quarterback perspective, in in teams around those quarterbacks, I think it's it's not even close right now. I agree, and that's why the number one seed in the AFC is going to be so important. Right. Because playing one, anyone you play in the playoffs in the AFC can beat you, and that's true of any team. I right. get it. But, and, but what's but, crazy is as stacked as it is, you know, the Bengals are the team that came out of the AFC last year. Right. Right, I mean, like it wasn't the Bills, it wasn't the Chiefs, it wasn't right. the, you know, it wasn't all the all hype these, the Bills and the Chiefs, and, right? You know, yeah. I mean, and, and it was you know Joey Burrow and, and those guys coming out of Cincinnati, and and I think that goes more to show you just how competitive the AFC is, um, you know, where I think a lot of people had the Rams, uh, you know, coming out of the out of the NFC, you know, along with with the Packers and and you know other teams, but I think the Rams were on plenty of people's boards where the Bengals were not, right? And this year, I think it's just as a mixed bag in the AFC in terms of who could come out, um, you know, and, 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 and win. It could be the Dolphins, could be the Steelers, could be, yeah. you know, these teams that people, you know, everyone's saying it's going to be the Chiefs or the Bills um, uh, or or maybe... The Chargers um, or... Yeah, or, or some the Broncos. Bengals, and, right? I mean, and we're naming, and I mean, yes. let's get to my team to watch, Indianapolis. Matt Ryan, quarterback, is interesting. Um, not to me. I'm not a big Matt Ryan fan overall of his game. But, I mean, look, he's got some pieces there. Jonathan Taylor is just... an absolute freak. Right. I mean, just his ability. And obviously the offensive line is good. Um, I, I'm not... Their coaching oh, staff is good. Uh, yeah. I, like I mean, I'm not, inter, I'm not enamored with their receiving core, though. Um, Pittman's and, their star, right? And he's, I guess. He's, he's I mean, yeah, I agree. They don't, yeah. they don't have a guy that terrifies you. Right, but I mean, and their defense is okay. Okay, it was pretty stout last year. I don't, um, know, what, I don't know what pieces they've had to move around, but they uh, they were pretty good. I mean, they were they were they were they were okay. I mean, I, I again wasn't blown away, and they lose to the Jacksonville, and um, you know had some just some other weird losses. Uh, you know, so I mean, but they but again, it's also a team that should have made the playoffs, but doesn't because Carson Wentz basically has a meltdown at the end of the season. They replace him with Matt Ryan. So yeah, I mean. Totally, and who knows legit. what Matt Ryan has left in the tank? Have you still got that? Yeah, I just I was never in love. I, I like after they lost that Super Bowl, I just like I feel like he he battled, but then just as Julio Jones ran out of steam, so did he. Um, so we'll see if yeah. if if him going to Indianapolis sort of sparks him a little bit. Um, I think another team to watch is are the are the Commanders, <laughs> um, where Carson Wentz went. Um, you know, their their receiving core. Um, can that defense get back on track? You know, do you get Chase Young back healthy when he's off the PUP list? Um, you know, so I think there's some question marks there. And, and I've also seen, um, 
uh, oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't for the commander. That was somebody else. But um, uh, it was talking about bringing Cam Newton in, which is just like if you're bringing Cam Newton in at this point, I think we can all acknowledge that Cam Newton is washed and yeah. unfortunately yeah. passes prime. Um, so if you're bringing him in, then you're not going the right direction. But actually, it was. Uh, I think it was Carolina. It was Carolina that was talking was, about bringing in. Yeah, they were talking about because you know, new new regime. Like yeah, you yeah to, but yeah. It, this was recent, and it's because. Uh, uh, what's his name? Sam Darnold got hurt and is going to be out, you know, six weeks or whatever. And so Baker needs a backup. And do you bring Cam in? You know, and I think Cam chimed in that he's not a backup and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, uh, okay, well. You're also not a starter. Right. So I don't know what and, happens with you. And so I also have the 49ers on my teams to watch because their quarterback situation is intriguing. Their <sighs> defense was really yeah. good. They beat the Rams, I think, twice last year. Yeah. I, um, you know what? It, the whole thing, I, I just – Taking Trey Lance as high as they did, you know, a guy who played like 10 games or something like that, FCS level, you know, barely played his last year, you, you know, in that North Dakota State system, I just, there's, it just seemed like, it just seemed like a bad pick to me. Okay. Um, I, I just, I, I, like, he's a really good athlete, but he's so raw. Um, why the hell would you take him that high? I, I don't get, like, I mean, like, look. It's one I mean, thing taking said the same thing about Josh Allen, though. Well, Josh Allen played at Wyoming, which is different. Whether even though it's not a right. big school, it's still he, and he played a hell of a lot more games at Wyoming than Trey Lance did at North Dakota State, right? Like, I mean, so and he had one full season, and then right, like, but Trey Lance didn't have a full okay. season right. at North Dakota State. Like, I mean, his his ten games are over multiple seasons. Um, not and right, not and, he, and he only in, and he only played in the one game, the one the one COVID year. I'm sorry, I just I'm not I'm not taking that guy in the first round. All right. Um, you know, and and he hasn't done anything to prove otherwise, right? That he should have been or that he is as good as they think he is. Um, and, I, and that's why they retained Jimmy Garoppolo because they think he's a very yeah, good insurance player. Well, they, they didn't want to trade him away for nothing. Um, and I think ultimately the other problem you have with Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not ready to play. He won't be ready to play until at least week four. Okay. Um, so I think this worked out for Jimmy G. He could stay in one place. He doesn't have to worry about learning a new system. He's got four weeks to get better. And then by that point in time, if Trey Lance just really starts to stink it up, then Jimmy G comes in right around the time he's ready to play and transitions in, transitions in as a starter with really no need to transition. Right, so I think right. it, it worked out well for him, and maybe it was his plan all along. But either way, I just I don't know. I'm so tired of hearing about that whole situation, and I didn't like the Trey Lance pick, and I don't like Trey Lance. Not that I'm sure he's a fine young man, but just like there's no way I would have drafted him in the first round. Um, and so, but you know, right. I don't know. You're, you're I don't th I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to be a team to watch. Um, even though I really like Debo Samuel, I just don't think they have enough besides Debo to really do much of anything. They also have a really solid defense. Yeah, they do. Assault, yeah, yeah, they definitely do, right? I mean, and, and you know, they've got George Kittle and and, and and the fullback, but I just I don't know if that's enough. Okay. You know, so we'll hence, see. Hence, a team yeah. to watch. All right, you want to do record predictions? Yeah. All right. Start with you. We're going with the Browns first? Yeah, going Browns. I mean, we live in Cleveland. Yep, so I mean, we'll do Browns, Steelers, and Bills. We're not going to do every team. We'll do Browns, yeah, Steelers, yeah. Bills. I'll go first with the Browns, 6-11. and 11. Okay. I think that they're going to have all kinds of just turmoil, and I don't know that I believe in the coach. 
Um, Jacoby Brissett's a serviceable quarterback. They've got some weapons. They can prove me wrong by running the ball down teams' throats and playing solid defense and getting getting some breaks for a change. So it wouldn't shock me if it's if it's right. you know nine or ten wins, but I'm going with six and eleven. So I got them at eight and nine. You know, pretty middle of the road. I think because you've got Nick Chubb, you've got Kareem Hunt, and even um, uh, the other guy, uh, Johnson. Um, I think that they're, they're where last year. I think they put a lot on Baker again, more so basically because they wanted Baker to fail. Um, so where they should have ran the ball, they're just like, oh, we're just going to keep passing, right? Like, no, Stefanski will never admit that and whatever. So, I mean, it, it was either you wanted to screw Baker or you're a bad coach and just decided that running the ball, even though it was the best thing that you're, you were at, you, your ego got in the way. Um, and maybe that's what happened. Which happens all the time. It to, does. To my amazement. Right. Like, But, uh, you know, I think that now they're going to be in a position where, look, you know Jacoby Brissett has a lot of limitations you don't want this thing to go completely off the rails because you can get Watson. You will get Watson back, you know, at right. the end of the season. So I think that they'll be a little bit more conservative, run the ball, and do actually do exactly what you said. Um, and if they can get to six wins with Brissett, right, which has them, which would have them at, you know, um, you know, six and five, six and six, something right. along those lines, then you might be able to steal a couple of wins with when Watson comes back. And finish at you know seven, eight, nine wins, even though it probably won't get you into the playoffs. You know you can make an argument for it; it gives you momentum going into the next season. Sure, but the other factor there is that the the AFC North is so fucking tough. And we talked about the Steelers. We'll talk about we'll do predictions right. for there. And, and I think they're going to get battered in the division. But I think that you like the also the the AFC North doesn't have a strong uh, non divisional schedule. Okay. So I think there's a lot that lends okay. to them winning games outside of the division. Okay. I mean, that's, that's from the Browns' perspective, how many division wins are they going to have? Because they're going to be the underdog in every game, even at home. Yeah. As of, as of right now, things yep. change. But, I mean, okay. but they always manage to, they may, st- you know, they, they manage, they have managed in the past, even with bad teams, to steal games from both yeah. the Ravens and the Bengals. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, I think. Again, that's that's what I'm going off of. You know, uh, so that's where I mean, the eight it's prediction for a reason, man. Right. We'll, we'll know at the end of the year who's closer. Um do so, the Steelers next. Yeah, we're doing I mean the Bills had the best record last year, so we Fair. you know, we'll, we we do them last. Um Steelers being my team, I have them at ten and seven. Um, you know, so I, I mean I think mobility of Mitch Trubisky is is worth games that you you know, games that you might have been able to win with Ben Roethlisberger that were close last year. Um, I think that's gives you a competitive advantage. Even even if your line is only a little bit better, having a mobile quarterback helps take some pressure off the offensive line. Um, and I also think that your defense is better against the run, just because of what you have in terms of defensive linemen. So every, you know the people right people stay healthy, better defense, mobile quarterback, um, worth at least a couple wins that gets you to that 10-win threshold. And, again, you still have a really good defense and pass rush with T.J. Watt and Highsmith. Um, and, again, that better defense, you know, Miles Jack, I didn't say a lot, but Miles Jack is a tackling machine. Um, so he helps to clean up the run game. And if Miles Jack is there, then that allows Minka Fitzpatrick to do what he does on the back end of that defense and, and, and ball hawk more. Um, so again, I think all that is worth 10 wins, gets you in the playoffs and then you see what happens. I hate to say this, but I see it at 11 and six. 
I think Trubisky is a much better quarterback than people want to give him credit for. Um, I'm basing a little bit of this on, from man on the street uh, stuff, but that rookie receiver from Georgia, Georgia that you mentioned, there's a guy at my project right now who knows I'm a Bills fan, but he's, he's a Steelers fan in Raven country. And he sought me out after watching some highlights of that kid. I don't know if it was in a preseason game or if it was in uh, whatever, but he said that they stole that guy because he was coming back from injuries. It was Pickens, you said his name is? Yep, George Pickens. He's supposed to be just like, would have been a top 10 pick had he been healthy. So the Steelers, I think, get to reload. And despite being in the tough division, they play the Browns twice, which I think they'll win both those games. Um, and I can see them splitting with the uh, the other two division teams. And I didn't know that the rest of their schedule was not particularly tough. But uh, I've got them at 11-6 and six and probably a wild card team. Mm, all right. Let me finish up with the Bills. Sure. Oh, Bills. I got the Bills at 12-5. and five. Um, Our division is not good. We should. If we lose more than one division game, I'll not take it well. But we got a very tough schedule. Starting, a got, starting against the uh, Rams on the road, followed by Monday night against the Titans, I'm prepared for the possibility of them being 0-2 to start the season. And I will not freak out. I think the end, the end of the Bills season is such a joke as it stands on paper right now. But I can see us being a you know, 4-4 four and four team after eight games and then stacking the record at the end and going 12 and 5. Um, so I actually have them at 12 and 5 too, although that, that game against the Titans, I just have less concern about. Um, you know, with them losing A.J. Brown, uh, with the Titans losing A.J. Brown, um, I think Derrick Henry maybe slows down a little bit this year. Um, Tannehill's not happy um, at quarterback there because they brought in Malik Willis. Um, I just I think that some of that luster is coming off the Titans, so I wouldn't be as worried about that if I were you. Uh, but I also have my twelve. I've, I've watched Derrick Henry run over us too many times. True. I mean, I watched him run over a lot of teams. Oddly um, enough, the Steelers have beaten them twice, but with Derrick Henry, you know, as a as a as the focal point. Um, but again, I, yeah, I mean, we're on the exact same page. I mean, I think they win the division. I think that they end up being. Um, you know, probably one of your top two seeds in the AFC, you know, again, barring injury. They, they've got all, all the pieces, parts. Uh, I have more questions about Von Miller than I think that you do. Um, I think there's enough to support that he is slowing down significantly. Um, I think that he is, uh, you know, you can make an argument that between his age and being – I'm not going to say he's undersized, but I think yeah, that, I mean, depending you know, as a true defensive end, he's undersized. Right. Um, I just, I, you know, so I, I do have, I'm, I don't know if I have as much faith in him being a game changer as, as you do. And if you think about that defense in LA that he played on, right. I sure. mean, like, and he made, he did, you know, he made a couple plays in the Super Bowl, but I mean, when you've got Aaron Donald, <laughs> Are you the mean, best player on defense in the game? Right. Like, I mean, and then just the the rest of the guys on that team, I think, yeah, that takes a little pressure on them. And the Bills' defense is good, but no one is Aaron Donald. And it, that your defensive front isn't as good as, as the Rams. So can Von Miller have a, the impact that you want him to have? Here's why I think he can, because I don't think he's going to play more than 40% of the snaps. We've got some young depth on the uh, at defensive end. Um, I mentioned Greg Rousseau earlier, but we've got a couple other kids in there. 
And this is what the coaching staff has been saying. They've been saying, yep. like, he's going to have to accept the fact that he's not going to be on the field most first and second downs, or certainly not every first and second down. Yeah. So the age factor is something to consider, but I think that he'll be, you know, not getting the pounding you normally get. And when he's in the fourth quarter and he's only played 35 snaps or something, and they say, okay, now's your time. So that's why I've got the faith in Vaughn. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us rant about football. Um, I'm glad we didn't try to tack that on to the end of the show because almost another hour. So good talking to you. Season starts Thursday. Bills at Rams. I'll be at the Bills Backer Bar in Cleveland. If you want to know where that is, email me, jimatwhiskeycongress.com, and I'll tell you. We're out. <laughs>